0: Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad. Thank you. For joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God, and uh, here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the Book of Genesis to Revelation, and by the grace of God, we've done the Old Testament, which we completed. Now we are handling the Book of Matthew, and uh, you can always find all that through our podcast platforms, uh, like Podbean, our podcast, Google Podcast, you will name it. You will find every podcast we've done straight from the start of this journey. Now, where we left off last time, we handled Matthew chapter 13. And uh, we looked at the parable of the sower. I think uh, we closed off when we were at verse 23, which says, And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, huh? He understands the word, yeah? And who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. We discussed what it means by saying a hundredfold, thirtyfold, sixtyfold, because as far as Galilean soil was concerned, like we saw last time, for you to have... um, tenfold, that was what was known normally for them to have tenfold. Yeah, that if you get tenfold, you've done a good job. That is a good job that has been done with the farming that you've carried out in your season or your planting season. Now, when um, we are we are getting this talk of a hundredfold, thirtyfold, yeah, this is good performance. Remember, For every seed that you plant, if you get a harvest of 10 from them, that is the tenfold. So that was good enough. Now, for this case, Jesus is saying, for those who hear the word of God and they understand the word of God, because it's also important for us to know that you can hear and you don't understand. That's where most arguments start. That is where most quarrels start, hearing something and you do not understand that particular thing that you've heard. And Jesus says, don't just hear the word of God, but understand it. A clear example here for people who would hear and not understand are the Pharisees. They would hear the word of God. They would hear him preach, but they would never understand what he's talking about. And that is the concern that Jesus is raising here, that people hear but don't understand even today sometimes we hear the word of god we hear it preached to us but we do not understand it and failure to understand the word of god is clear example that the soil on which it has been sown is not good soil yeah and he tells us that those who understand it go ahead and bear fruit to bear fruit means you've received all, in, all all the required ingredients as an individual to go out and do that which the word tells you to do. Bearing fruit implies doing that which the word tells you to do. It implies coming out to perform as per what the word demands of us. So we come out and bear fruit. We come out and do the things that... Are honourable. We come out and do that which exactly is required by the word of God. And now, how is it for some now that hear the word and do not bear fruit, not good soil? How is it for some that hear the word but they do not go ahead? And carry out that word. They don't bear fruit. They still retain anger in their lives. They still retain hatred over others in their life. They still retain all those bad uh, habits. It's not good soil. But then, we also need to appreciate the fact that there can be a journey. There can be a process through which the fruit shall come. That somebody who never used to love at all starts to develop some feelings of love towards others. Someone who never used to care about others starts to live because of the word they're hearing. And that is what you come up with calling 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. It's a process. By the time you hit 100, my dear, you've done a very good job. And that is the aim for all of us. Hit 100 because we hit 100 because of the perfection we seek. Yeah, He... The one that came to die for us was perfect. In him was no sin. And that is something we aim to achieve. It is very hard. It may not even be possible to achieve. But there's got to be an effort that I show that I'm trying to increase on the fold. Yeah. If your soil has been giving you tenfold, that is one, uh, ten seeds for each one that you sow, then you need to find what, how do I help? This soil reach twenty fold. How do I help my soil get from ten seeds for every one I sow to thirty for every one I sow? You get all the things you 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 require to make sure the soil is rich. Yeah, you will mulch. You put um, all the things that are helping the soil get rich, so that you have something better. That is the same thing for our lives. If I'm at ten fold in my fruitfulness. I need to look into my life and say, what do I have to improve in my life that I should increase in my fruitfulness, that I should increase in this fold, yeah? that I make an effort not to just get stuck at 30. That is good, but I'm not going to get stuck there. How do I become a better person? That's why we never stop trying to be better people. We never stop trying to do all that we can to come closer to Christ because the closer you come to Christ, the better you get. The closer you come to Christ, the more you increase your fold. The better, you, the, the more you get attached to Christ, the more he will reveal things that are going to help you increase, that you will grow from 30, you will grow to 60, you will grow to 100 fold. And that is, for any farmer, what they will be sure of is, However bad our Galerian soil is, we shall not stay at 10. Fold, no, we shall do our best to make sure we progress. That is the same thing for me. However much I know that I have changed a bit. You know, I never used to love people. Now I love this person who used to hate me. Then I've achieved. Yet on other folds, I'm not doing well. I'm still a liar. I still cheat. I'm still a, a dishonest person. I don't get comfortable by the fact that I started to love, that I forget the rest. No, I make effort to move from tenfold to hit 30, to hit 60, to hit a hundredfold. Because that is the perfection that we seek. But Jesus makes it clear for us here that those who are good soil, they will understand the word. They will not stop at understanding the word they will proceed to bear fruit. And people who do not bear fruit, a clear example of people who don't understand the word. If you do not understand the word, you shall not bear fruit. You might sit in a thousand sermons out there. Watch all the sermons on the TV. Listen to all the sermons on the podcast. But if you do not bear fruit, then that implies you did not understand the word. Because understanding is a, With understanding comes fruit. With understanding comes the fruit. Comes the change. Comes the habits. Comes the influence that you're going to have. Even to those that you live with and stay with and those that you work with. So Jesus makes it plain and simple. And he's given examples of all the seed that is sown among the thorns. Yeah. Those are the ones now who are just about the wealth. The wealth of the world chokes it and it just falls away. He's given examples about the rocky places. yeah. Those who hear the word receive it with joy. And immediately when persecution comes because of the word, and we talked about that, then it will go away. And also he talks about those for which it falls on the path and the evil one just comes and steals it away. And which soil should I be? I'm going to aim to be the good soil. We are going to aim to be the good soil. The good soil is that which will receive the word, will understand the word, and will have the fruit. Friends, fruit is key. Fruit is important. That is what we aim at. Verse 24 of chapter 13. Jesus now brings another parable to them. And uh, this one now, He's talking about the tares. Yeah? And he says, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. Hmm? He's now comparing the kingdom of heaven. I, 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 th- I remember I spoke last time that for people to understand what you're telling them, you have got to bring things close to their level, to their lifestyle. yeah. If you're preaching to worlders, Try to use the machines in the in, 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 in your workshop to help them understand the processes, to understand uh, how the kingdom of heaven works. If you're speaking to farmers, you'll have to use that so that they understand. Now, Jesus is talking to people who understand farming. He's talking to people who understand that because that is one of their uh, activities yeah, that they do in the land. And he says, he's now comparing the kingdom of heaven to a man who sowed good seed in his field. This man made effort, got good seed. He did not get bad seed. He did not get that which is average. He sowed good seed and said, this is good seed. It will bring good out for me. But while his men were sleeping, his men, of course, they are talking about the people that he employed to work on the fields. They get tired, they are people, but then as they sleep, yeah, forgetting their, it could be that they've forgotten their role or that they just dozed off. His enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. Yeah? While these men are asleep, the enemy of the owner of the field, because those people always exist, for people who do good things or people who are ambitious or people who have direction in life. You will not be there without people who hate you. And it's good for us to know that the entire world is not going to love you. Yeah, we can have that thought in our minds that we should be loved by everybody, but it's unfortunate that is not going to be possible. Because even the comparison that Jesus is giving here with the kingdom of heaven is saying, this man who sows good seed, yeah, who might appear to be the good man as we shall see in the explanation. He is the one who's got enemies. People can hate you just for no reason. Yeah? And we need to normalize being hated by people. You need to normalize not being the one that is going to be loved. I'm not saying that you go ahead hurting people and they don't love you and you say, okay, it's okay, you don't have to know. But there are are times where you will do all good, but still there's somebody who will just naturally hate you. The kind like this enemy, that is being talked about here. That after they have sown their good seed, this enemy comes out, and decides to put tears. Yeah, he comes out and sows tears among the wheat that has been planted. Yeah, now for the Palestinian uh, uh, lifestyle or the people of the Palestinian region, which are these that the Israelites we are talking about here? Their basic staple uh, diet was bread, yeah? It was practically that which consumed much of their food, bread. So wheat to them is critical. Wheat is something that they will have to farm or plant because that is what makes their diet. There was a certain poisonous weed, and uh, it's a kind of red grass which is known as daniel, yeah? And uh, this daniel was usually translated as tears. What happened with it is, it looked like wheat in the early stages, and uh, it could only be distinguished from the real wheat when the ear has appeared of the wheat. So, when it's being planted, or when they are growing at the early stage, you'll see that this is actually wheat. But as it starts to get into different stages of growth, when the ear has appeared on the wheat, that's when you don't know, no, this is not actually wheat but this poisonous weed that is known as Daniel and uh, we will sometimes see it translated as tears, which they have done here in the translation calling it tears. and uh, of course this comes at the point where he knows they will not know that it is not wheat these are tears. this is Daniel that I am planting and when the wheat sprouted verse 26 and bore again then the tears became evident also. Because now it's not uh, when the ears have appeared on the wheat, it is clear and evident that, ah, we didn't just have the real wheat here, but we have tares among it. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? They're asking him, because we cannot know you for bringing tares. We cannot need for bringing the poisonous weed in your own field. How then does it have tears? Where have they come from? Of course, now these keepers have forgotten that they had some time to sleep. They've forgotten that they had some moments where they slept off. And this enemy had time to walk through the field. If you've been given responsibility and you do not take that responsibility serious, you leave room for the enemy. To come in these men have their part to blame if they were awake there would not have been such incidences happening if you've been given responsibility i don't know in what sphere it can be in leadership it can be in the church it can be in your workplace it can be at your school it can be in anything even your home that is responsibility you you may you have responsibility at your own home and that has been given to you If you're lax, if you're not serious, if you're not careful, if you doze off that responsibility and it's not taken care of, you leave room for the enemy to come in. And when the enemy comes in, what does he do? He plants poisonous weed. When the enemy comes to a home, that responsibility has been given To you as a man, to you as a wife, to you, whichever position you might be in, and you're lax, and you're not careful, there is poisonous weed that can be planted by the enemy. So be careful with the responsibility, with the role God has given you. It might be even a ministry or a church yeah, that you've been given this mandate to keep, to protect. If you doze off and sleep, just right there in your church an enemy can be planted, poisonous weed, and it will look like the wheat at the first stage, but as it grows, then that is when you know that, ah, we've got poisonous weed, we've got tears in our congregation, and we need to be alert next time, not to give it room. So these guys go to the landowner, and they are giving him the experience, and he says to them, he just tells them, An enemy has done this. He knows that there are enemies. We've talked about that. And you should also know that there can be enemies for you. Oh, they are there actually. And the slaves say to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, no. For while you are gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. Because not only are they, okay, you might be able to identify them, but the ground in which they are, if you uproot, you may harm the other. So allow both of them to grow together. Until the harvest, and in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now, Jesus is going to come down here in the lower part and explain this parable. But then, before we get that explanation, he presented another parable to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field and in this and this is smaller than all other seeds but uh, when it is full grown it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches is giving them examples of the kingdom of god it may start small but as it grows it is the hope for everybody. It is where everyone goes. And we've seen that today. That the hope of the world is Jesus. And to you who is listening to me today, I want to let you know the hope of the world is Jesus. You cannot have anything better than Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is the one that provides refuge. Yeah. And he spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in the three pegs of flour until it was Uh, all leavened. all these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables and he did not speak to them without a parable this was to fulfill that which was spoken through the prophet I will open my mouth in parables I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world Jesus is speaking mysteries they have been hidden the let me tell you this bible that we carry and the words that we read we are told here that these are mysteries these are hidden things From the foundations of the world. So as you walk with that Bible, swinging it, sometimes not reading it, not caring about the content in it. You are swinging mysteries. You're swinging and not caring about details that are going to transform lives. Details that were hidden from the foundation of the world. And Jesus just came and gave it to all of us and said, here it is. Walk with it and you shall see the greatness now. Verse 36, he comes to explain the parable of the tares, the one we've been handling. And here he says, he left the crowds and went into the house and his disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Now, the crowds didn't ask for explanation. And that's the problem that sometimes we will get a message and we'll hear a message And we can't put up our hands to say, okay, explain to us that which you've just taught. What does that mean? The crowds didn't get that opportunity. But those who were close to Jesus, the disciples, they had that opportunity that they can come close to him and ask him, what does this mean? The only way you're going to understand mysteries, the only way you're going to understand these mysteries that Jesus has just told us here, that has been mentioned, that these are parables, these parables, in them contain mysteries from the foundation of the world is by drawing closer to him. When you draw closer to Jesus, he starts to reveal deeper things to you. Don't be like the crowd that will hear and not even get a moment to understand that which they've had now. They draw closer and say, help us, master. Explain this parable to us. He will not refuse. He says to them, the one who sows the good seed, Is the son of man. He starts to make it clear to them that that which you've had, the one who sows good seed is the son of man. That is me. He's saying I've just been talking about myself. And the field is the world. So, I plant good seed into the world. And as for the good seed, he says, these are the sons of the kingdom. He is planting the good seeds, the sons of the kingdom. You and me are the ones they are talking about here. And the tares are the sons of the evil one. Because they also have that enemy, the devil who comes and plants them. Among the sons of the kingdom of God, they are sons of the evil one. Those have been planted by the enemy. Jesus has planted those of the kingdom. But also the enemy has come and planted those of his kingdom. And the enemy who sold them is the devil. He makes it clear to us. That enemy who came in the night while the other guys were asleep is the devil himself. And the harvest is the end of the age. The time of harvest is that end of the age that we always talk about right now. We talk about the end of the world which is to come. That is the harvest. That he implies here in that parable. And the reapers are the angels. The ones who will come and do the reaping. Yeah? When everything has finally grown and it's harvest time, it is the angels. This is all scripture. And read about it. So, just as the tares are gathered up and burnt with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. He says, after all these have been planted and they've grown and you've been in that church, And there's been good, the sons of the kingdom, but also among there have been the sons of the evil one who are destroying, who want to kill, who do not want the sons of the kingdom to progress. They come with with all strategies to bring people down, to bring people to sin. Yeah, you know, all this happens and people intentionally want to, kill. People want to uh, bring down people from worshipping God and they are coming with all sorts of habits and teaching people all sorts of mannerisms. These are the sons of the evil that have been planted by the evil. And he promises that these shall be gathered up and they shall be burnt with fire. What would happen because this is now uh, like we say, the comparison to the agricultural practices they used to do when they would come to the point of harvest in in the in the Palestine region and they, they 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 pick out the wheat, they would get the the tares of course, bundle them up, and burn them. so he's making it clear to them that even I, from this parable I've given you after the angels have picked out my children. Those who have walked with me, those who accepted me, those who did like I told them to do, those who did according to the word of God, those who have been pure, those who have not been contaminated, those who have stood still even in the midst of evil. In the midst of evil, you can stand strong. In the midst of evil, you can remain the child of God. I was reading. I think it was yesterday uh, on on social media about Sweden, where they've started. Who they declared sex as a, a sports activity or as a sport in their nation, and they've actually organized a, a, a sex competition that is going to have participants. I think they said six hours is the time for the tournament, and they will have participants, and they will also have a crowd like spectators like fans like you see in a stadium that people are going to come and watch and support and after that they will pick the winner and in the midst of such polluted environment you can still stand when all things have gone wrong in your community in your nation in the world that we live in and there is evil that has been planted by the enemy you can still stand Because these that are picked up by the reapers, who are the angels, are those who stood to the principles of God, who did not let the presence of the tares or this poisonous weed in the world, in the field, in the ground, affect them. Weeds can affect plants. But these decided and said, we shall not be affected. We shall maintain the standard. We shall still come out and be a harvest of thirtyfold, a harvest of sixtyfold, a harvest of a hundredfold, and then those are picked up by the angels. But those who are those of the evil one, those who have done the evil, who've done in the opposite of the word of God, they'll be burnt with fire. The son of man will send forth his angels, and they'll gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks, And those who commit lawlessness and will throw them in the furnace of fire, in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Jesus says, Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the world of God is alive. And new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, Bibleindepth.com.